Hey everyone, welcome to From the Niche. We're here with Emma Logan, <laughs> a cast member. Yeah, Emma Logan. Who are you? Good. Bit how, are you? good. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Oh. <laughs> give us a little background. Like, where are you from? Just give us a little bio. Short. Introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm from Halifax, uh, and I'm in my fourth year of business at Saint Effects, and my uh, major finance. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here, so thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, happy to have you. So the one thing that you didn't mention there is you've got a organization. Yeah, <laughs> we, we think it's super interesting. Hearing for All. Right. And what's your goal? What are you doing? Um, my that? goal is to uh, collect a thousand hearing aids, yeah. um, and that will be used towards my mission uh, to the Dominican Republic this April, um, and that would be... So collecting used hearing aids that people used to wear but don't wear anymore yeah. and having them refurbished and donated to those who need them. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So you, what, what's the number at right now, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so, I, so, the, so I've been collecting them individually, and so far I've collected 30. Wow. And I've got uh, an organization in Ontario that's donated 150. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, but the purpose of my organization is I want to collect uh, or recruit collection points uh, because I think it'd be much more effective to have organizations collecting hearing aids versus yeah. myself going out and just asking everybody for them. Of course. Uh, so <laughs> my biggest partnership uh, so far has been pairing up with the uh, Funeral Service Association of Nova Scotia mm -hmm. because most often when someone passes away who used to wear hearing aids, uh, their families don't know what to do with them mm -hmm. anymore. Well, that's so a now, great connection right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I noticed that when through the 30 I've collected so far, a few of them have been from people who were holding on to their old um, mm. or their loved ones old hearing aids and so that's what got the idea started in the first place and then uh, yeah so now funeral home directors are having that conversation with the families saying you know instead of taking them home and putting them on a shelf we can take them and give them to hearing that's, for all that's cool that's really cool yeah <laughs> so when a company from Ontario sends you you know 100 150 like you get them and then what happens? I mean, do you just keep them in your apartment and, and do you just hold them or in your office um, or until? <laughs> I do, yeah, I do have an office and I'm holding on to them right now, but I partnered up, at my, so my first partnership was with an organization called the Gift of Hearing Foundation and they're based okay. out of Calgary. Um, and they're the ones with all the technical knowledge and the ones that know how to handle the hearing aids. Um, so although I've been wearing them my whole life, I certainly don't have the um, the training needed to service them or fix mm -hmm. them. So they do have to be like refurbished? They do, yeah, yeah often. And uh, in some hearing aids are in perfectly good condition. They don't need to be refurbished, but uh -huh. they need to be reprogrammed for somebody else's hearing loss. Uh, oh, so that's just plugging them into a computer. It's just like a device, so the actual hardware, it's the same, it's standard for everybody, yeah. but the uh, internal software is what gets changed from one person to another. And that's what mm. this organization in Calgary is doing. So my part of the organization is, uh, with my initiative, I call it Hearing for All, um, it's about getting the awareness and, uh, yeah, just having people know that they can donate their hearing aids and I'm trying to um, get as many individuals on board and organizations. And then the Gift of Hearing Foundation are, is, are the ones that are taking the hearing aids uh, and servicing them hands-on and then together we're going to the Dominican to deliver them. That's so it's like a, you're trying to start a movement, kind of. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. That's cool. Is there anyone else doing this? Like, who's your, do you have competition, necessarily? <laughs> um, like, there's really no competition in non <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> that that's sounds... Good yeah, it's good yeah. to have competition. <laughs> Help. Yeah. <laughs> not, I mean, friendly competition, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, but yeah. Um, not directly. And 
my goal is to work with other people who are currently doing it because yeah. the reason I brought it forward uh, is not because it wasn't being done before, but it's just that there's not enough of it mm. and not enough awareness about it. Yeah. So for myself, I'm 21 and I, when I first thought of this idea, I thought I was the first person to think about it because I had never heard of it. So I was like, wow, this is a great idea. I mean, this is like, why isn't this happening? And then as soon as I started doing research, I realized, okay, actually it is happening, but obviously there's a reason I didn't know about it before. Mm -hmm. And and that seemed wrong to me. I want it. that's the problem right there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I want it that when somebody uh, is finished using a hearing aid, just automatically they know, okay it's time for me to pass it on to somebody else because I'm getting a new one mm-hmm. and there's no use of it just sitting around. So, I mean, when you were done with them, I was seeing like in your, in your bio there, like you would just kind of keep them lying around at home. Like yeah. The extra ones. Yeah. My audiologist, anytime I would upgrade my hearing aids, which is every three to five years. Um, my old one, he would just give them back to me and say, okay, put them away on a shelf. And then if your new one, if anything happens to it, you can use your backup. Yeah. But I've never had to use a backup and uh, if ever I did need a backup, they my audiology clinic does have loan like loaner ones, yep. and they don't hesitate to give somebody those. So for the amount of times that people actually need to use a backup, it's, it's much more it. effective to just yeah have hmm. the clinic hold them. That's really cool. So you're looking at tar- like targeting audiologists to tell their their clients to yeah, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. So that's I mentioned. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I did mention, like, the funeral directors earlier. There's yeah. that stream. Yeah. There's the audiology stream. And then just any organization, I mean, hospitals, senior homes. Um, and then I'm looking at the next move might be even, like, pharmacies or grocery retailers, just, like, common spaces mm-hmm. um, that want to be a part of this and, and get the awareness out. That's what my question was going to be there. It was kind of like, how do you, when you're looking to get involved with an organization, mm-hmm. how do you... How do you find in your field who's like the right fit for you guys? Like, how do you reach out, or do you have a plan that you have of like who you want to target? Or yeah, so so far, um, it's been like this summer with my my job working on this. Uh, it was just me reaching out to whoever I thought would grab onto this idea, who um, had the resources, or it seemed like a good fit, um, as you mentioned. But now I'm now that there seems to be a momentum building and a lot more people are gaining interest. I'm reaching out to anybody who wants to become involved. So I have a team uh, of Enactus, or through Enactus here, our society, I have a team of volunteers that are looking to help out. And so we're building an ambassador program. So um, the volunteers themselves are ambassadors, but then as ambassadors, they're trying to recruit others um, who also want to help out. And uh, through this program, it would be reaching out to organizations uh, that they think would want to help collect hearing aids. So where we're all from, different provinces in Canada, our goal over Christmas is to go home and reach out to our local businesses, oh, that's uh, cool. organizations. And so for listeners, if you want to become an ambassador, <laughs> yeah, that's right. how, how do I go about becoming an ambassador? Uh, if I said, you know, I want to get involved, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, there's two ways to find us. So we have a website, www.hearingforall.ca. And then there's also a Facebook page, Hearing For All. And either... Either one of those platforms has my contact information, um, and you can just reach out to me. We can put links to that in the description. For That's everyone. awesome. Yeah, okay. message, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you want something on IG. So, Enactus, you can just, like, how does that work? Enactus? Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested. Yeah. <laughs> I have done a lot of work with Enactus, and I still don't really know. Yeah. I want ambassadors. Um, it is very broad in the fact that it's for uh, projects happening on campus. So, for yeah. it's student run, and I think. 
uh, I don't know how many projects we have exactly, but you know, a handful. Uh -huh. And they all have a project manager, so I'm the project manager for Hearing for All. Mm -hmm. And volunteers at the beginning of the year and throughout then sign up to work on a project. And That's then cool. through regular meetings all year, uh, you just do everything you can to advance that project as much as you can. And they're usually community-based projects, so trying to uh, improve your local community um, or do something good, or it can be something entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, you work on your uh, innovative idea, initiative, project, anything it is at all, uh, all throughout the school year, and yeah. then you pitch it at a regional stage in oh, cool. Halifax, I think in March, yeah. and then there's nationals in May. Um, so it's there like you're pitch pitching it to, type thing? Yeah, yeah, and you're pitching it to like 20 judges or something, and oh, really? the people who are these judges are CEOs, uh, high like top execs of companies oh, cool. who could be potential investors yeah. if you're successful. And yeah, so wow. it's basically a competition in the end. So you've got how many ambassadors with you right now? Right now, um, I'd say like my group of volunteers, I have like 20 people who- All uh, through Enactus? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so I have wow. 20 volunteers who kind of wow. reach out now and then, but like at any, like at our meetings, I know the last one we had 10, for example. Yeah. So, you know, the commitment comes and goes, of course, because we're all in school. Mm -hmm. um, but I say I have 20 right now that I communicate with. Wow. That's crazy. And that's, like, they just sign up to volunteer, and do they, like, choose to go to Hearing for All, or are they placed there? How does that work? Um, they chose to they go chose? with Hearing for All. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I'm super thankful for yeah. my volunteers. Huh. That's crazy. That's a cool system. That's yeah, and it's been there. incredible because, for me, I, I started this idea based on my own experiences, mm -hmm. but it's super valuable once I have a meeting with 10 other people who um, pitch their ideas and how they, like what their views are get and more opinions, the right? ideas that they have. Yeah. Um, and it's been, yeah, really great working with them. That's very cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I've got invited to a handful of pitch, business pitch competitions, but I've never yeah. actually been to one. No? No. <laughs> you should. I really enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple with Enactus, and I mean, there's some like global student ones, but I've never actually like followed through. I feel like the application process is so long. <laughs> long I get halfway, and I'm like, oh, I got a midterm tomorrow, and like, I don't know if you'll be able to get through all this. It's not worth it. Oh, I really should though. I, like from what you've said, and I've heard from other people that they are really. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. things. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yourself as an entrepreneur, I think you would benefit from pitch just competitions the and networking. Just being yeah. Able to, listen yeah. and work with others yeah. yeah and actually so i'm a part of the entrepreneurship society here at st fx and and this semester we spent it kind of planning a few events for next semester mm -hmm. and one of them will be a pitch competition for oh. for local entrepreneurs so uh hmm. yeah i'll have to reach out to you Dabble closer to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so would that just be for st fx students or is it yeah. just for oh, okay yeah and what's that just for like just to get your idea out there like is yeah there awards or anything um, I don't know. Maybe. 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 Still thinking about yeah, that. Maybe yeah. We'll, maybe we'll brainstorm on that. But as of right now, it's just for the experience of yeah, pitching yeah. and getting. There will be judges and yeah. uh, the audience can provide feedback as well. Yeah. And we've also talked about doing think tanks. So having local. Yeah, Phil reached out to us about yeah, doing something Yeah, I work like with that. Phil. Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> so, was reaching out about doing something like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to happen this month, wasn't it? Our last one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First week of November. Yeah. Last week of November? Yeah, that's what yeah, I Yeah, first semester too. just somehow comes it's, and goes oh, so fast. It does, yeah. yeah. And like, Next one's going to go even faster. Oh, honestly. Damn. I mean, it feels like we were like 
at homecoming talking about X-ray, and now it's coming I know, on and, yeah. and now here we are. Uh, here we are. It's crazy. Four years coming to go. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so what are what are some? Do you have any challenges that you're pursuing right now with your? Like, are there any big challenges or hurdles that you're facing? Um, nothing that's like. Not, we haven't hit a wall yet, yeah. I guess, but uh, our biggest challenge is just getting the word out. Um, because as soon as people who do have old hearing aids um, become aware of this, I've found it's a no-brainer, been, right? yeah, yeah, quite successful. So yeah. our biggest challenge, our biggest task, is just getting the word out and mm. reaching those people. Mm. Um, which yeah. isn't easy. No. No, no I've been learning easy. that. Yeah. It's expensive. So expensive. Like the marketing yeah. side of anything is expensive. People's attention is very hard to get. <laughs> it's yeah. so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've been really fortunate that to get the attention of a couple of media platforms lately. Yeah, I saw that uh, C- CBC? It was CTV. CTV. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, last week, Live at 5. And then CBC Television will be coming to Antigonish next week. No way. So, That's yeah. That's cool. Is, wow. that glo- is that global or is that like Atlantic CBC? CBC? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, because there's a bunch of different branches of it, right? Yeah. 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 No way. That's pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but CTV last week, that was the Atlantic region. Yeah. Um, although somebody in Ontario messaged me to say that they had seen it, so I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how, I how they reached them. I thought so too. I just know all those news channels have like a region that they operate in, and I don't know if it's centralized yeah. like that. Yeah. So what's the plan? Like, you're gonna graduate in May. Yeah. And then, are you gonna take this on full time, or? Um. Well, I've so far realized that there's nobody waiting to pay me to do this when I graduate. <laughs> so, um, as a university student, or you know, soon to be graduate of four years <coughs> of school. Um, it's not something I will be taking on full time. It's still going to be my side hustle. Mm-hmm. And then I would love if somehow a revenue model got applied to it and it, I was able to do it full time. Um, but right now, I'm just like every other fourth student, I feel like I'm applying to post-grad opportunities and jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, revenue's hard with stuff like this, eh? Yeah. Yeah, well, it really actually is. actually ask how you have it structured on the, on the back end. Like, is it, do you have it as, like, a chair, like, registered charity organization? Or is it, uh, like, is there any type of registration with it? Not yet. Not yet. No. Okay. Right now, I see it more, I've been calling it, you know, my project, my yeah, initiative. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> because I, there's no legal term to it yet. Yeah. Um, especially where this is the first year of it going on, and I'm really focused on raising the awareness around it and getting it going. So I think after this first trip to the Dominican and seeing the success of it, how many hearing aids I get, how many ambassadors I get. Yeah. Um, although I was talking to, uh, so my professor, Neil Maltby, has been a really great mentor of mine through mm-hmm. this. Yep. And he, um, he talked to me today. He's like, you know, with this growing so fast and getting these ambassadors, you have to think like who who's going to manage them all going well, forward, and especially when I am looking for other jobs, and I I have other things that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. like how am I going to keep all of this going at the pace it's going right now? Yeah. Um. So that's something I'm looking at going forward. I think that's something we're all kind of trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like, have you ever thought about making it a like registered charity? organization yeah. and you can take money in and actually be like a you can I feel actually like you could get some good grant money for well that. you can actually yeah. employ yourself because someone has to run a charitable organization right and True. i mean you can put yeah. a some type of salary attached to you know the way donations and the way that like corporately sets up right yeah yeah and well so, like something i'm really passionate about um is social enterprise 
and I would love if somehow that could, like if this what I'm doing right now could fit that category and be a registered social enterprise um but yeah as far as the legal structure of it the organizational structure it's something I'm starting to think of now and mm. I haven't I haven't come to the answer yet what was it that Hoper told us an L3C is like a, you can do a non-profit LLC yep not yeah yeah. Non-profit LLC, so you can still receive like revenue and funds. Yeah, but okay. it's still considered You're a technically non-profit. a non-profit. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's how, like I was saying, with the, mm-hmm. the charity registered, that's what you yeah. can very well become, and you're able to right. have salary on board and you know yeah. employees. I just remember there was something unique about that one. It was the states one too. True, it was in the states. Mm-hmm. Only a few states too. No, I think it's awesome. I think it's a really cool, and I and I think there is a revenue model that can fit it. Oh, for like, sure. There's <laughs> definitely a revenue model that could fit it. Yeah. Like, I, you, I, I was just even brained, like, just chilling here. Like, you could even get in touch with people who actually sell the hearing aids and see if you could partner up with them and do a swap. You know, you get X amount off the one that you're buying, or I don't know, I actually don't understand how <laughs> you receive one, but yeah. I think you could even do, like, a, just every month they send you the ones they've collected. and Yeah. Right. I mean, then there's some type of incentive. It's all definitely over. it's good. It's good to have to be something clever, though. Like, yeah, it's not I, obvious, I definitely right? have some ideas, yeah. um, but like I said, time will tell. For sure. Oh yeah. 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 We're just brainstorming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But I definitely want to, as this gains more attention, yeah. I want to bring it to hearing aid manufacturers and really, mm. because I feel I'm in a position right now, especially with my uh, how connected I am to the deaf and hard of hearing community. Uh, through my involvement in the past and through this initiative right now, uh, I definitely think I'm in a position to help rally hearing aid manufacturers, mm-hmm. health or hearing health professionals be, to really push this forward and, like I said, create a movement. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Would there be an incentive for them not to do that? Well, I can't see, think I of don't, one. I don't know. That's what I, I mean. Like a, it's yeah. just a win-win all over. It really would be, yeah. Like that'd be that'd be perfect. Yeah, especially yeah. where I mean, we're talking about collecting old hearing aids that have no use anyway. Yeah, it's not exactly. taking sales it's away from anybody. Any no, yeah. it's uh, just repurposing something that at the moment doesn't have a use. Exactly, not the black market. <laughs> <laughs> Making the black market. Yeah, <laughs> it's just building a black market here. Hearing aid black market. <laughs> oh. That's what, so are you okay what's your is your primary focus first world or third world or do you have a like is there a distinct like do you care um yeah i mean this idea came when the it was you know the obvious to me that there are countries around the world that don't have access or can't afford hearing aids or audiology care yeah and that's how i became linked to the dominican republic and um, it's a community called yamasa mm-hmm. uh, so that's the focus of my first mission trip but throughout the research i've done on those affected by hearing loss, those who can't afford it, and the effects of untreated hearing loss. I've noticed that there are so many Canadians who are also struggling, and although it's not as visible here, there are so many right here at home that don't have access to hearing aids because of how expensive they are. It's an expense thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one hearing aid, and most people wear two, but for one hearing aid, it's, you know, we're looking at fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars per hearing aid. Upwards, yeah, maybe five, wow. depending on the strength. And what's and like insurance model. look like? Is that insurance covered? Like, uh, well, I mean, that would depend on the work. Totally, yeah. Work and everything yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good for point. for myself, I mean, um, there's a program in the Atlantic provinces that has funding for children up until the age uh, once you turn twenty-one. 
So unfortunate for me. <laughs> I'm now I'm now over that <laughs> cap, so I no longer receive the funding. Um, but then once you're an adult, it yeah totally depends on your mm. your healthcare, yeah. your insurance. But it's not not cheap no matter who. And you, you are. wouldn't you wouldn't think that'd be a problem like in Canada. That, that's no, what I was just yeah. kind of thinking right. that it, I didn't think that would be of a concern. No. No, and unfor- unfortunately it is, and there's also different funding regulations per province so um yeah yeah it's complicated it's different for one somebody living here in nova scotia versus manitoba is there a province that's doing it best from uh, what you I'm understand not sure. no i'm not sure there's no, no obvious outlier there no that you've seen i've uh, i know it's it's not nova scotia i know there's oh really yeah i know there's work to be done here for sure hmm. um even with that like funding under 21 yeah it, and it, the well, the target population that's really struggling is the elder population. Yeah. There's there's no funding for them. Yeah. yeah and and they're uh, you know the greatest population that is affected by hearing loss. Although it, yeah. it can affect people of any age. I feel like there's even like a bit of stubbornness in there too. <laughs> yeah, like, there's certainly. My grandpa, yeah. Yeah, he will not get a hearing. No. <laughs> your grandmother has one and just won't wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Like, and on. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there's actually a number of audiologists I've talked to who are doing research right now on uh, the effects of untreated hearing loss in the senior population uh-huh. um, because it's not obvious, but over time there can be um, cognitive... Uh, I feel like you kind of disconnect. Yeah, isolation, yeah. Um, withdrawal from social situations, yeah. and it may not be obvious to that person that they're doing it, but over time People ultimately they get yeah frustrated yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's wow. always difficult to hear people, you're just going to stop talking to people, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and disconnect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and there's studies that show that it can actually lead or um yeah, lead to dementia. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it increases Yeah, like, the increases your chance yeah. of it. Interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy all the stuff like this that we're just figuring out now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, and there's still so much that I don't know, and I'm right in the thick of it. I mean, it's what I hear and study every day, but yeah. there's just so much to know and so much to learn about it. But that's, that's why I feel it's up to me to help uh, create that awareness. Yeah. yeah. So what does your day-to-day life look like in regards to this? Like, are you grinding every day on this? Is this <laughs> When I passion? can. Yeah. I mean... Outside of school, like, is this your hobby outside of school pretty much yeah pretty yeah. much but I'm, i mean i'm also a competitive curler and that mm-hmm. takes up a lot of time it's going well i'm yeah. on the road a lot i play uh with a team based out of halifax mm-hmm. you um, also play for the school don't you i also play for the school team yeah big curler <laughs> over here yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, i just remember at, a, at the banquet last year and they said the curling team was going up oh was like <laughs> hey, that's Kyle Walker and I'm a Logan. Yeah. Oh, God. We were at the same banquet as you? Yeah. Oh, God, no. You <laughs> threw us in the back corner. Yeah, we were bad. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt yeah. your <laughs> Yeah, you're doing well, though? Curling teams? Yeah. Not too bad? Yeah, I mean, the first semester is pretty much training season. Oh, okay. And then all the competition happens second semester hmm. for both teams. So. They're pretty competitive out here? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. with my women's team, we are in the provincials in January, uh, so our goal is to get to nationals, the uh, Scott Tournament of Hearts. Oh, and, cool. Wow. Uh, yeah, they will be... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm yeah. impressed that you have it's heard of it. a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a real competitor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but lucky for me, they're going to be right here in Nova Scotia. They're hosting them in Sydney. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. 
Uh, yeah, so that'll that's be very exciting close. to have the home crowd. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be there to represent. Uh, that, is that for the Halifax team or the X team? That's for the Halifax team, oh, so Halifax. like my women's team. Yeah. And then for the St. FX team, our Atlantic Championship is in February, uh, and that'll be at Munn in Newfoundland. Oh, cool. So, so yeah. like, and for school, would you guys eventually play, like, all of the country at some point? Like a national or? championship? Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny because we're a club sport team, but we compete at the varsity level as far as, like, we compete in an AUS championship just oh, like varsity that is teams weird. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we compete at a CIS, like a U Sports national championship, in which we did in my second year, and that was the first time the St. FX team had made it uh, wow, to wow. the nationals. Um, so... To be honest, the school didn't really know we had a team before that. <laughs> like, we, we were very, <laughs> yeah, that was exactly the reaction we would get. And then when we won the Atlantic Championship, they were kind of like, oh, <laughs> we have a team representing at nationals that we didn't even know about. Yeah. So, well, but why are you a club team? Is that, it because that's of a good question. Like, that's odd. <laughs> that's, um, that's something we're working on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if you're competing at the, the varsity competitions like it doesn't yeah really yeah sense. is that because they like don't want to give you money or well, <laughs> that's certainly a like, big factor yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe i mean they have been really great since uh since we won the atlantic championship it's, it's since, <laughs> since we won they knew that we were here. yeah <laughs> it's been a huge stepping stone yeah for the curling club that's usually how it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes you have to win to be noticed but yeah but it worked, and it's been... The curling club has certainly advanced in my four years here. Well, that's so where cool. do you guys play around here? Uh, so there's a club out in St. Andrews. Okay. Yeah, so it's a 15-minute drive. Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah. Which way is St. Andrews? Towards Mother Webbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right at Mother Webbs is where you turn down. Plug to Mother Webbs. Do you go right? Yeah. Right at... Yeah, okay. San, yeah. yeah. It's like an old road. So. Yeah, I've, I've been there once, and it's because... Why was it? It was a holiday, and every liquor store was closed, (laughs) except for the gas station with a liquor store in it in St. Andrews. When was that? First year? That was like first or I remember that. I think it was second year. Last year. I had my vehicle. But what was the holiday? I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember. It might have been Easter? It could have been Easter. No, I feel like it was the beginning of the semester. Yeah, I think it was too. Maybe Thanksgiving. That makes sense. Thanksgiving? Yeah. Kids were thirsty, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's not much out there, so... <laughs> Curly Greek at a liquor store. Yeah. That's yeah. all they have. Yeah. Huh. Well, cool. that's cool. What else do you need? <laughs> Curly good liquor. I guess so. <laughs> that's it. There's a bar at the curling club, too, so... <laughs> You're covered. Probably getting your alcohol from the liquor store, so... Could you curl at the liquor store? Curl. <laughs> that would be the next thing. <laughs> So, I mean, how, why CNFX? That's a big question, oh, yeah. too. Why CNFX? Okay. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean, from Halifax, there's uh, a number of students that I went to high school with that uh, went to CNFX in years prior to me, so I mm-hmm. had certainly heard of it. And my stepmom is an alum, uh, so she has her X-ring, so classic. And she did, she, she didn't come to your X-ring ceremony? <laughs> okay. <Unbelievable>. No. <laughs> no, I forget it. No. So you remember it. <laughs> But you, you know, it's funny because, like, when she graduated, the X-Wing ceremony wasn't a thing. Oh, really? So even though oh, I think she, you told me this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so even though she's That's a weird. huge, you know, uh, she's passionate about this school and she wears her X-Wing every single day, hmm. she still, it's, it's a new thing to her, this X-Wing ceremony. There's a ceremony so, about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I had always heard about St. Effects and then seeing her X-Ring and hearing about her experience. Um, and then it was when I came up for a weekend and visited the campus that, mm -hmm. yeah, I just knew that I would love it here and I wasn't wrong. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 That's a great school. It is an awesome school. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, the opportunities here are amazing. And they really are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was saying to Devin one day, I was like, I don't even, I, I don't know if I'd be doing what I'm doing if I didn't come to X. Yeah. Like, I know I would be doing it at some point, mm -hmm. but I don't mm -hmm. think I would have done it as quick. Mm. It's so you true. Know? Interesting. Like, just having yeah. those people to be able to talk to all the time mm -hmm. whenever you need them yeah. is just beyond. It's easy to find helpful. mentors here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, easy to get close with your profs. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, is, who is the professor who... Um, kind of led you on your path to find. I saw that in your bio. You said, yeah, you yeah. You indirectly call him out. <laughs> yeah, her, well, him, her out. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I mentioned Neil Malpi earlier, and he's been my greatest mentor uh, during this. Yeah, uh, and now awesome and helping guy. me develop this. But the professor that initially inspired my idea, idea yeah. was actually while I was on exchange in Australia. I thought so. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's funny because it's such a small town here, and we talk about becoming close to our professors here and you know all of the students yeah. and you know all the the townies um but <laughs> uh but it for me i pursued an exchange because i wanted to experience something bigger than anaganish and i and i i've always known that i wanted to start my own idea uh, my own business but yeah. i didn't know what that would be uh, so i was hoping that through my travels i would find the inspiration and it was once i went abroad and was spaced in a new place with nobody I knew and a new culture a new country mm -hmm. and new professors um, and it, the school I went to is just like St. Effects where it only has 4,000 students that's and cool. the professors oh, also really cool. knew who we were there yeah. and that's why I was able to build this relationship with my international business prof there um, and he was the one who first inspired the idea because he knew I wanted to start something and I didn't even know what issue I wanted to address he knew I wanted it to be a social issue yeah. and he said, well, why don't you do something that you're so familiar with? He's like, for you, you've had an abundance of resources growing up, whether it's audiology care, funding, uh, the hearing aids themselves, like the whole education system that I've been exposed to and my, my family and my friends. And yeah. he's like, that's not the case for people living in uh, communities around the world that can't afford hearing aids or don't even have access to them. So he's like, why don't you think of something that can help help those populations wow um, so he didn't know he didn't tell me you know go collect old hearing aids yeah, yeah, but uh -huh. he's like why don't you address that social issue and i thought on it for for two weeks after that i every single day i was like wow i really want to fix this problem but I, yeah. I have no idea how um and then i was at the library there and i bumped into an acquaintance of mine who was asking me about my postgrad plans and i told him about my inspiration to start my own social enterprise and he said, well, I'm organizing a startup weekend uh, for inspiring entrepreneurs. And a lot of them have their own ideas and others don't have them yet. <laughs> and he was like, you should come out. And he's like, even though you don't have an idea, just check out and meet the other entrepreneurs there. It's a good networking opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I thought, sure, why not? And it was while I was there on the Friday night, the first thing they do after some networking is everybody has an, an idea. They step up on the stage and pitch it in 60 seconds. And, and there's a timer that goes at 60 seconds and you're cut off and they move on. Um, so about 20 pitches had gone through and I'm sitting there and I'm watching them so jealous of all these other entrepreneurs that had their ideas. And I was like thinking, I'm like, how can I help 
these people in the <laughs> world with, uh, who don't have hearing aids. And then I thought in my seat right there that I had two perfectly working hearing aids at home that I used to wear, but that I wasn't wearing anymore. And I thought, how come somebody else isn't wearing them and how come I still have them? So then the facilitator said, is there anybody else who would like to make a last minute pitch? Like now's your opportunity. Yeah. Um, and my heart's racing and I'm so not ready for a pitch. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> and I was just, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the whole theme of my exchange was like, just take those opportunities. I mean, I didn't know anybody yeah, there. I was in a new place. Yeah. Like if I was going to do it, that was the time and the place to do it. So I stood up, said, I've got an idea, um, pitched it. And then to my surprise, I actually won the pitching round. And that's, that's so how cool. everything started. Wow. So. Huh. Crazy story. <laughs> it's interesting that you had known you like wanted to do something your yeah. whole life. You didn't know what. You didn't know what your like passion was. Yeah. And then just one little push from this professor just yeah. got you think like asking the right questions to yourself mm-hmm. to where you came up with this awesome I, idea. I also think too it's something <laughs> so we've talked cool. about before. It's people that are openly looking for opportunity. Yeah, she she had That's, the want yeah, originally, like the right? The want and the drive was definitely there. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you just kind of like walked through a door and it was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you, how's it going? Yeah. You know, it was kind of like you knew that there was something yeah. and you took the leap how many times mm-hmm. and just tried something different how many times mm-hmm. being open to new experiences and yeah. then it just it, hits you. Yeah. And I, I can totally relate. No, I yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely like it's cool you've I, like i knew i've always wanted to do something on my own but i never knew what and so yeah. it's the exact it's weird how that's like did you uh, yeah yeah i, I definitely yeah. i knew indirectly mm-hmm. that i wanted to hmm it's interesting i guess that's never, like a I, thing is that like a personality i trait? don't know i never like said like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to couple businesses and i'm yeah like, exactly like, no you know what i mean you like, couldn't articulate that want but in hindsight, you knew there was something there. Yeah, I don't know. Something maybe, like that? Oh. Mine's maybe just too much of a generic story of just, I <laughs> saw an opportunity, <laughs> you know, I, I took the opportunity and and just ran with it. Yeah. Mine's a little bit of a different. But you're already in the mindset before. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I mean, I was more so just excited. I was excited that I, I an opportunity Presented had landed in my lap, especially because of coming to X, I had known hockey my whole life mm-hmm. and I yeah. didn't know anything else and I just stopped playing junior B here like I was two weeks in I was like remember I was like yeah. I need to just dive into going to school and mm-hmm. just you know Cut be a student for, a while. for yeah. once and then it just mm-hmm. dropped in my lap about what a month later yeah literally when I ran into Mark McIsaac so did did that opportunity drop into your lap or were you look like you were looking for it I don't know. I mean, so I was I, trying to work this out. Right? Like, yeah, it, I don't know if I'd say I was directly looking. Like where Emma, you know, you knew you wanted, mm-hmm. you know, a social enterprise, and like you know, and then you found the, kind of the hearing aid with the passion project. But mm-hmm. mine was never really like a a passion project. I guess it was more like I saw an opportunity to make some money, yeah. and you know, oh, that's I, fair. And yeah. then it turned into, you know, once you get something started, then it's your baby, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I, it say, turns, I think it takes a certain person to keep it going so even if mm. you did stumble upon it i mean nobody would be able to carry it on just by letting it happen on its own yeah. and that yeah the absolutely. work has to happen yeah, yeah certainly. so i guess yeah. finding my opportunity was more like i was i had the open mind i was excited to do something different especially because i just quit like like i was like I'm your just last planning. passion yeah, yeah kind like of, i'm yeah. i was wide open and i was lost so mm-hmm. like i was just kind of like that's interesting open-mindedly doing things and yeah i just stumbled upon huh. so 
Different story. So, yeah. like, from the time you were a kid, is it, like, is it that deep? I'm just <laughs> yeah. cu- I'm curious. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've always had the drive to help other people. Hmm. Um, it's certainly built into who I am. It's natural for me. Uh, that's really something I want to do. And I've always had that empathy growing up for others yeah. uh, who aren't as fortunate as myself or um, those around me, like those who... I don't get the same opportunities. I've always had this natural feeling of wanting to help others. Uh, yeah, but then it, I, I'd say in high school when I knew when I knew I wanted a business degree, mm. a career in business. Yeah. I knew I wanted to use it as a channel to create a social impact. That's cool. So it, it wasn't. Yeah. I, I didn't have a dream of being. So it's kind of the empathy that came first. What? It was like the empathy that came first. I think so. And you found business as like a channel to yeah, like harness think, that empathy. Yeah, yeah. I think business is a great way to reach people i mean business is networking yeah 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 and i think building off that i can answer your question like when i was in high school i knew i was going to go into business Mm -hmm. and i and i knew what i wanted to do since i was in like grade eight or nine i wanted to buy and sell businesses but i never (laughs) knew what that was like i never knew like that's venture capital that's private equity but the root of it was that i wanted to interact with these owners i wanted to like i want to get involved with your business and i want to be your partner and let's grow this together and then when i'm ready to leave and it's ready i take my stuff my part of it off i go like i wanted the interaction and the growth of like going into a business that needs help and growing it as in eighth grade yeah man like i really i've known i wanted to buy and sell i never knew it was like the in depth of that yeah the specifics of it yeah that i wanted to buy and sell Interesting. The, like, Where did that come from? I have no idea. I just <laughs> really. Then again, I've watched Dragons Den how long since I was. Like, <laughs> like, I grew up on that show. But, Fair enough. But Fair uh, yeah, like, and then I guess maybe that's where the idea of like, oh, I can start a business. You just want to be O'Leary. <laughs> just want to be O'Leary. Maybe not as savage as O'Leary, but one day. But yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone though that kind of does something. Uh, I don't like using the word extraordinary because it is very big, but like something off the beaten path at a younger age, I find there's always some underlying backstory of where it all kind of yeah, gets started. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never like you never really talk to someone who does something at like, you know, our age. And yeah. it's like, oh, I just decided to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's just in the mood. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's always like something like driving yeah. it. Behind. I just Whether needed a in, hobby. Indirect. No, no, totally. There's like a reason. There's a why behind it. And I think totally. too, it there's like yeah. char- like a characteristic that every individual has. There's, it's something every individual entrepreneur entrepreneur I've come across. There's always just something unique or different or like when mm-hmm. you leave that conversation, you're like, like I know, like I I get it. Yeah, like I kind of understand <laughs> what where they're coming from, how it got going. Yeah, whether that be a, like the vibe you get or just like the mm-hmm. way they speak, present or. There's always something when someone is doing something really cool that has like a, a trait that you can't just, yeah. you can't be taught it. Or a story behind it. it. Yeah. And I think that's where the characteristic comes from going through that story, right? Mm. Like kind of living that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's it interesting is, to yeah. kind of dig deep into that, where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It is really cool. Yeah. Because we spoke with a lot of people in here, like even Sean, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes it just kind of comes from having to restart or just kind of those, all those experiences you go through. Mm-hmm. It often comes from adversity of some sort. 
Like yeah. that, I, like that could have been where your, I'm just kind of spitballing. Yeah, here. no. Your empathy came from. Like I you totally had adversity think as you're a, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, what, yeah. what is like? Do you want to share that at all? Your, yeah. Your history with that. Happy to. Um, I mean, I lost my hearing when I was 13 months old. Mm-hmm. I, I was sick with meningitis, and then. Is it, sorry, is that is that like something you catch or how? Like, what is yeah. what is meningitis? Exactly? So meningitis can be uh, viral or bacterial. Okay. And viral is like your typical flu that you know, it passes airborne, mm-hmm. um, and like a good number of people will get viral meningitis and they'll be sick for a week, but then. Uh, it can be easily treated and yeah. they're fine, but it's once it's bacterial that it can be quite serious oh, and, and life-threatening, which yeah. is especially for me at such a young age, yeah. uh, that was the case. Um, so I had gone to the hospital and once they had diagnosed me, it had been quite serious at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the medication that they gave me actually had a side effect of hearing loss. No uh, I could way. have lost my vision or cognitive loss. Holy crap. Um, so I, I say I got the best case scenario. The fact Literally, that yeah. A, I didn't lose my life, and B, the only thing I did lose was my hearing. Wow. Uh, because hearing is certainly something, you know, with the help of my hearing aids, it's it's not something I classify as a disability mm. at the stage that I'm at now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's where it all began. And then growing up with it, it's been, uh, I, I say I have faced barriers um, in everyday life, whether it's my learning or social situations. and. Uh, never have I been stopped or not been able to pursue something that I want uh, because of your because yeah. of my hearing loss. Yeah. Um, but it certainly has caused uh, an extra hurdle in mm. situations. I have, yeah. I've had to work harder for my education, I and imagine, yeah. I think that natural drive to to pursue things um, has what has contributed uh, to the hard work that I am today, mm-hmm. um, and and that empathy factor. So seeing other people work hard for what they want or. Is there's people who have, are at a disadvantage. I have that empathy factor yeah. to help them out. Huh. That's interesting. So three months old. That's crazy. 13, 13 months old. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it was a three, I'm three months, yeah. 13 months. Just but out of, out of young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too, too young that I don't remember. That's crazy. Sure. Yeah, I, I basically give credit to my parents for that. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that remember and they were the yeah. ones that were there, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. That would have been difficult hey uh, yeah like yeah um, that's good on them for helping <laughs> as much as they did yeah i would say they're the true survivors yeah like they could have easily gotten they could have easily taken that poorly mm-hmm. yeah good yeah on and, and and they've been so awesome throughout my whole life they're my greatest supporters yeah. of this and they had to make a lot of decisions for me at such a young age because Absolutely. i was yeah. too young uh, when it happened, they they were the ones that got me started, and they they made the decision to get me hearing aids at the age of one, mm-hmm. and then when I was three years old, I had my first, well, and only I had cochlear implant surgery, mm-hmm. and, and that's I that that takes a huge credit in this development of my speech and communication mm-hmm. skills today. I I was enrolled in speech therapy uh, for as long as I remember. Wow. So and that's and that's all because of my parents and yeah. the work that they did. Yeah. Well, good on them. Yeah. 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 Huh. So, like, I was going to ask something. I completely just disappeared on my head. <laughs> huh. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. I can't imagine. I really yeah. can't imagine. So, how, like, how does a thing that's supposed to cure your meningitis oh, it's, have it's, such serious side effects? Like, yeah, it's because it's so strong. Um, it's just like 
I shouldn't say just like, but to give it a relative uh, comparison, like those who have chemotherapy for Mm, cancer, I mean, you know how it wipes out the good cells and the bad just because they need to get rid of the bad. Yeah. Uh, It just kills everything. Yeah. It's at that point it was, okay, how do we make sure she survives? It was life or death. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the side effects are are nothing at that point. No. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, my parents were faced with this decision of, you know, the doctors had to present, we want to give her this medication, but of course only under my parents' approval. But yeah, yeah when you're faced with life or death, it's a uh, Go with no life. Brainer. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Do you have to do. Absolutely. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. What, yeah. what is, like, what's, what, is, what are the symptoms of meningitis? Like, yeah, I mean, um, it's like you get typical flu-like symptoms, yeah. but the biggest differentiator is a massive migraine that's, uh, a really really bad headache so because huh. what happens is the fluid that surrounds i guess um they're called the men- meninges i guess I've, meninges i've heard that before you'd be yeah. more of a scientist <laughs> i know i was like <laughs> i mean we're, you we're can wrong. say whatever yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't have any science <laughs> no. no one's fact checking us <laughs> but it's basically like there's a swelling of the fluid around your brain Really? Or there's an overflow of the fluid, but basically your brain swells and it's pressing up against, I think, the meninges. So that, but basically there's hmm. something going on around your brain and your uh, your skull that causes those big headaches. Wow. Um, and then, <clears throat> but of course, myself, where I was only a year old, I couldn't communicate that to my my parents. Or yeah, anyone, no so kidding. It was just I was crying, maybe with fever. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So as far as the symptoms go, uh, externally you can't tell. Uh, from a typical flu. That's scary. That yeah, scary. It, it is. So. I don't even know. Just crying. Just like hope. Mm-hmm. That's why. Cries, take right? your yeah. take your crying baby into the hospital every every time. You Could be meningitis. Yeah. <laughs> well, crying and, again. You know, my mom. Well, my parents. Like, to them at first, like, of course, you know, I'm a sick baby with yeah. typical flu symptoms. But then it, <clears> it was when they were trying to give me your typical Tylenol or whatever it was. I I wasn't keeping it down, and they thought, okay and could tell something was up and they brought me to the ER. Yeah. But my mom was uh, holding me and uh, trying to keep me calm and, and waiting to get in when there was a sign in the uh, the emergency room on the wall and it was like symptoms of meningitis. And no she was way. like reading them. And she's like, but then she was like, you know what, if this, this sign or poster said symptoms of cancer, like I'd probably think my baby had cancer. Well, that's just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I believe anything. That's and, like yeah. us right now. You can say whatever you want. I'm going to believe what you say. Yeah. So to her, she was like, oh, and just trying to get it out of her head. Like, okay, no, I'm just, you know, psyching yeah. myself out. And yeah. then, but the first thing the doctor had tested me for was meningitis. Thank God. Is yeah. that, is it a pretty, is it pretty common? Um, I don't know how common it is, but I mean, there's been cases of it. There's been outbreaks of it in the province in recent years. They, oh, is that right? They have called for cases of it. I mean, I, I know there was a student at Acadia a couple of years ago who passed away wow. with no meningitis. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah, it can be quite serious. No and there is a vaccine for there it. There is a vaccine? There is, yeah. Oh, interesting. So you can, like, vaccine your kids at a young age and they're uh, good I don't go, know or? if it's a popular one, um, mm. but I think it's one that's come to light more recently. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more if you want to go and get it, you can. Make sure you never get meningitis. Yeah. 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 So like that that older 
student who died would that be just she left it for too long or like would you do do you know I, that at all maybe she just didn't know she had it that's the thing yeah that's like thing. did she just I'm think not... she had a migraine and just left it and... yeah i'm not sure yeah. the, the details of the story yeah, i had um i have a family friend who uh had meningitis and i i, I unfortunately don't know the details of her situation as well but at first it was uh, a headache but then i think she had fluid coming from her nose Oh really? Clear brain, fluid? brain fluid? Yeah, it would have been this oh. fluid that, you know, it That's overflows in your brain, and yeah, hers was leaking through her nose, and that was her cue to go to the hospital. That would be a cue to go to the hospital. <laughs> I think that was clear yeah. liquid coming from your nose. Yeah, go to the hospital. <laughs> Call nine one one. I have meningitis. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but it's certainly, like, how it affects people. It's it's so different from one person to another. Yeah, as yeah. with anything, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I might be making this up, but I feel like 13% of people, I want to say like just over 10% of people with meningitis are faced with like fatally ill 10%. situations, just over 10. Wow. I think, I mean, again, I could be making that up, yeah. but I think it's, um, it's significant enough that it's serious, but, uh, but not, you know, if you have meningitis, it's not expected to be it's not immediate death no yeah no there's you have a chance you have a chance of living yeah huh wow well, that's crazy yeah i learn something every day yeah <laughs> but it's crazy because yeah i don't remember it at all i just heard the stories from my parents yeah. and but i mean going back to what we were saying i definitely think having this experience is i think a lot of entrepreneurs and those who have the motivation and drive to push something forward have something that they build off of yeah i think so too exactly. yeah, yeah absolutely a reason to push yeah it's interesting yeah. you serve it's switching topics you live on main street above little christos i do what is it like living on main street i love it because tay, I mean... tay lived on main street and she loved it but she <laughs> said it was super loud mm. <laughs> 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 well, that's not an issue for me <laughs> 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 Oh man, I didn't even right I didn't even catch even. on. <laughs> like, right mean, over my head. She did obviously. She just turns her ears off. <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> wow. Well, okay. I, I That's mean. funny. <laughs> they probably even caught that listening. You you idiot. I thought you intentionally asked that. Oh no, no, just <laughs> yeah. no. Well, right over there. So something so it must you be great. It know. must be Great. <laughs> um, well, at night, till, I imagine she probably complained about going to sleep at night. Like, it, that was probably... Because, uh, obviously, during the day, yeah, there's lots of stuff happening around Main Street. But at nighttime, I, I take my hearing aids out. I think it was the morning. Yeah. So, not, I mean, nothing wakes me up because, yeah, when I take them out at night, I can't hear anything. What is your trick to waking up? You got, like, a special alarm clock or something, right? Yeah, I do. Um, obviously, a sound alarm. Uh, the typical alarm clock wouldn't wake me up. Yeah. Um, so I have, it's a device that goes underneath my pillow and it vibrates to wake me up. I kind of, I think I'd like that. I thought, I might need that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, anybody can use I've it. I've learned to tone out my alarms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's probably better than a blaring alarm. I would say. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch would appreciate it. <laughs> my... I can hear yours. From yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I wake the whole house up. Here, <laughs> yeah. Birds are flocking and yeah, that's yeah. like Razzy. Razzy's got the jams going in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Razzy's or something. 
yeah, yeah. but sometimes my roommate when we got up she's like oh like she'll complain about whatever noise is happening you know there's construction or there's beeping or whatever that woke her up or sometimes she'd be like oh my god did you hear and she'd be like oh, never mind <laughs> like, no you didn't <laughs> so it, yeah probably i'd say that's like my number one favorite thing about being <laughs> there's, prepared there's yeah. benefits it's like too. the biggest perk of, yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah i can and that's the thing if i'm like on an airplane or a bus or like anywhere in public that like I'm gonna take a nap. I just shut them off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. And then you just set like a vibrating alarm and. Yeah, I'll put my phone on vibrate. That's fine. That'll work. There are perks. <laughs> yeah. And then I would assume you don't have a car. You just walk everywhere. I do walk everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because I'm on Main Street and I'm so close to the business building, like mm-hmm. being on that side of campus. And you would think, like, I should never be late for class. I'm only, like, a two, three-minute walk. But I think because I'm so close, it's, like, eight ten, And I'm, like, oh, I can still, like, wait another minute. And yeah. then by the time I actually leave, I'm rolling in a minute or two late. But It's only, like, three or four minutes. Yeah. It's, like, huh. I think it's, like, two-and-a-half-minute power walk. <laughs> Once you cross that first road, like, I mean, you have a straight true. walkway. And just yeah. hold yeah. all traffic. When oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> And of course, in Antigonish, I mean, every car stops for you, yeah, so... you can just step off the... Oh, we're going to have a whole podcast about this. <laughs> traffic and the construction they do around here. I don't and get yeah. it. Oh. Did they do a lot of construction over the summer? None. Hawthorne no. got touched a little bit. Yeah. And then as soon as we all came back, it was like, all right, all right. we're going to shut the whole <laughs> thing down. No. Okay, detouring. Like, Literally, so though. Yeah. It might be because they don't want to have construction during the tourist season. Mm. Us. <laughs> Do we don't Forget matter? about the 4,000 students who populate yeah. the town yeah. every year. Well, we're coming here no matter what. We hey, can't we, leave. <laughs> we just we have to deal with the construction. Uh, we driving around for the, when the Christmas parade was going on in, like, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, and yeah. The whole town shut down. So t- listen oh, I don't know if I was. I wasn't oh, my it. God. This was a disaster. <laughs> I, li- listen to this. So Fucking traffic. <laughs> we were like... We went out to the, uh, you know, like the KFC is across without, like across yeah. the highway mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So we were up there coming back through, and the Christmas parade had James Street shut down, and then they had Saint Ninian shut at church, and then at the three way there, right in front of Schwartz, okay. all shut down. So they were directing all traffic from the highway into Saint FX, up around the top and going out into uh, into Saint Ninian. But you couldn't go left and you couldn't go right. <laughs> so we, so, what, so I was turned around. I was leading this charge. <laughs> I don't know why. A convoy behind me. So I'm like at like where you know Schwartz meets Saint Ninian, and yeah. the left is the three way, and it's blocked off. And there's a lady there pointing me in the other direction. So I'm like, I turn right, get all the way down to church. There's a guy who has that end blocked off, and he's like, "Whoa, you got to turn around." So I get like a. 20 point turn in my truck on St. Ninia with a convoy behind me and then they blocked off again and direct us into like down by Kenny's in the pub then we're like part of the parade going <laughs> down Main Street and then we had to go up Sydney Street onto St. Mary's and they had the whole College Street blocked off oh my god oh it was we were probably about 25 <laughs> minutes trying to get home that day. You should have been just better went. off just parking. And I was yeah, walking. Yeah. 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 I was going to park at showtime and <laughs> yeah. just have a nap there yeah. until it was over. Should have went the Superstore route. Went around. I didn't know until yeah, I got no, the yeah. into St. FX. <laughs> it's like your only option. Yeah. Tay was getting so bad. She's like, just, just turn in. Just pull over. I was like, 
We'll where? walk. We'll where? Walk home. Oh yeah. That's... And where do they have blocked off now? They have the they have right in front of the wheel blocked off, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about driving traffic, but they closed the sidewalk for a while. I, I don't know how they do sidewalks in the winter. Like that doesn't it doesn't work. Just two weeks like, ago they did across the street. Does the ground not freeze here? I'm pretty sure it freezes. I'm sure it freezes. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, like the se- the second the ground that they put the concrete on thaws, it's all just gonna crack. Like that's what happened. I'm baffled. Yeah, I don't get it. I feel like this is probably a question for your dad. I know. That's that's why I know that. That's why they never do like any work in the winter because once the ground freezes you can't put anything on top of it. Well, weren't they just doing the sidewalks like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago across the street? That's what I'm that's why I brought it up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like that sidewalk's gonna be fucked in the summer. I remember driving <laughs> up Hawthorne and it was like blizzarding. And they're, they're, all the boys were out there, yeah. heads up, shaking, and like just oh working away. God. I was like, can you imagine? Go home. No, thank you. Why are we starting this in December? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. I miss Danny Ganesh summer. Yeah. yeah. Danny Ganesh summer is awesome. I still have never experienced it. it Probably won't now. Never will. No. It's such a slow pace. Yeah, it really is. Just yeah. quiet. You can just do whatever you want, really. Like, there's, like, no one's really here. Like, there's a lot of people here, but like, there's not a lot of people here. No one you know. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. you're here, but like your friend group is in here, and there's yeah. a lot of people in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it appears really busy, but like, no one's here. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I found like Tay and I did like tons of things because we would go up to Arisag or up to right. Crystal Cliffs. Or Nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the weather's great here in the summer. Yeah. It That's is. what I've heard. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's so hot. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, the shop doesn't have AC. It's just, <laughs> That's awful. It's just like a sauna. What do you have, six fans or something? Yeah, we're on a six uh, fan limit for the breakers blow. <laughs> Can't do seven. No. That's funny. Yeah, what, what a town, eh? Yeah. Kid, I've got another question for you. Yeah. What was your dream jo- job as a kid? Um, <laughs> it's a funny question. Uh, when I was really young, yeah. like like as early as I remember, uh-huh. I really wanted to be uh, a singer. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like a performer. That's kind of funny. It's <laughs> hilarious because, well, I can't sing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I actually, I like to blame that on the fact that I'm tone deaf, too. So. Okay. <laughs> so Wait, is that funny. aside from the the hearing loss or you can't well, be, I, you I can't know, have tone i don't know if there's an actual True. correlation or yeah. if i just want to use it as an excuse but yeah um so once i figured out i couldn't sing <laughs> <laughs> that um that went out the window so fair uh and then i think from a, from an early age i wanted to be in business and i think that comes from my dad who is a businessman mm. so uh i grew up with dinner time table conversations with him and him talking about his about what his day-to-day looks like and yeah. I've always loved interacting with other people and it was obvious to me that that was something he got to do every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and so yeah so from a very early age I wanted to do something in business that's cool yeah yeah I can relate to that with dad talking about it and being like oh that sounds cool gonna are you gonna too. you're gonna own a concrete company yeah that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> concrete but, but, so I had trades talks 
I was like automotive industry. Well, mine was trade stocks. Fair enough. Like mix, got a mix. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, you mean you got the business inspiration from? Yeah. Your dad? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not the yeah. Not yeah. my thing. Not your cup of tea. I like computers. <laughs> Bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dev gets typing away, and it's just like. Holy. I wanted to be a spy when I was a kid. I can see, see that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. That was my dream job. I feel like it's not off the table. Still put maybe it's maybe, still maybe I am. It's still possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> dude, you're doing a really good job at it. Is that why our Wi Fi recently just said this is not a secure site? No. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. It's the Russians. <laughs> I got a notification. I was like my phone and this thing popped up for the first time is like this wi-fi is not secure i was like what is devin doing up there <laughs> wait when did this happen was this a couple weeks ago might have been a week ago maybe. <laughs> yeah i was packet sniffing the the wi-fi <laughs> so i was oh. just seeing all the activity on the wi-fi yeah i got a message that was probably why you got that message it was like yeah. this is not secure i was like yeah it wasn't i was like what is, <laughs> the fuck is going on up because there? it wasn't yeah it is now it's been <laughs> you, oh you've let us gone back to privacy yeah yeah, you're good. <laughs> Turned it off. Holy. <laughs> That's too funny. That's funny. Because I, li- I was like, out loud, I was going to come up here and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was like, there's no way he can do it. He's doing this. Yeah, I was just messing around. What about you? What was your dream job as a kid? Uh, I think I wanted to be like a police officer or something. Oh, was not NHL? Well, I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if you consider, like, playing hockey, like, yeah, a I guess. Yeah. dream job or something. Yeah. Most a pipe dream. <laughs> Fair. Police officer. Something like that. Now the phobia of them. <laughs> Fair. It's ironic. <laughs> Funny, eh? Yeah. Funny how that works. Until we get a ride home from one. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> a story for the other podcast. <laughs> One of these days. We'll get that one out there. Probably. I thought that was supposed to surface with Panzel and Kumo. It didn't. Dev's <laughs> working on keeping it's it bottled. Right? There's a couple things that we have to get out of you in a podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Hey? I've got two on the list now. <laughs> Darn. For another day. For another day. See how far I can push that back. <laughs> Do you have a good uh, party story for Max? Or just, or just a story? Any favorite memory from that's how we kind of like to like it's like the great ending question not even ending i'm just bringing it up we can continue after but um we should, we should have told her before to think about that. yeah i know we, we and I, problem all the time i know you don't have like no worries i know i mean suddenly i'm thinking about everything i've done in the last four years yeah. <laughs> nothing like, just pops to your head though it's no, funny because now that you're yeah. thinking about it you're gonna go home tonight and think of one you're like it's gonna come to me 100 yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah no i definitely going forward recommend that you ask your uh technically i did did you but, yep when? The day before you canceled last time. Oh, oh. let's not get into that one again. <laughs> <laughs> so she should have been prepared. Yeah. 
I didn't think I had to ask you again because I already asked. You did ask me that actually. It was yeah. like an assignment we gave you that got pushed back. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. The due date was still on it though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You asked me what I do outside of this, and yeah, and hence why I cancel. <laughs> it's a busy, <laughs> it's a busy lifestyle. That's funny. So you're yeah. you're finance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? Is that uh, your? I like it. I'm glad I'm you're in it. Glad I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I definitely think it's a great program and a great skill for any in business to know Absolutely. Uh, but I'm, I'm certainly not passionate about it I don't see myself going mm. and Pursuing working in capital career. markets in yeah. Toronto and <laughs> not, not, I'm not Mitch <laughs> yeah um, but uh, but I, I do think it's an important skill to have especially if I am looking to finance my own venture one day yeah. I mean I'm in entrepreneurial finance credits right now mm-hmm. how's that course I've heard it's pretty um, good yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I mean Neil t- teaches it mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, a I recommend it. Yeah. I think it's a good course. Yeah, you said I should. you thinking it. about a lot of different things. For sure. Like yeah. things that you wouldn't think about otherwise? I think it just helps you wrap your head around the structure of it all. Yeah. Like how the structuring works. Like if you're mm-hmm. someone that's um, thinking about doing a business, Neil mm-hmm. does a really good job at structuring the course that if you actually go to class and pay attention. Yeah. From start to end, you should have an idea of how the whole process of getting a business off the ground works mm-hmm. and the tools that you will need along the way to make it happen. That sounds very valuable. It is a valuable course. Yeah. And it's only like, what, second year running now? Uh, yeah, it is a newer course, yeah. I believe. This isn't the first year? No, last no. year was the first year. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and cool. it's good because, I mean, he brought in a guest speaker from... Numis. Numis, yeah, and that was about venture capital, but then as well, I forget which bank it was. RBC. RBC, yeah, yeah. about uh, how to get funding for your business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does a good job. He does a good job. It's also mm-hmm. tough to, uh, like, a couple of, like, the cases that we did, like, I taught, like, we have, hot, like, um, Mac and uh, Murph are in the class as well. Oh, are they? Yeah, so, yeah. like, they're entrepreneur students. Yeah. I mean, nothing against entrepreneur students, but I was saying a couple of the assignments that we do, like, I'm in accounting, so I was able to very quick, like, it mm-hmm. was, like, a financial statement, I can put together a business yeah. evaluation in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, where that was, like, a whole assignment when we came to class, like, everyone was kind of like all over the place oh really like it is a very wide range of business or students yeah and that's where i think it's yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. a little tricky when in class trying to get things going because we do have a good well, there's some very smart people in that class yeah just in different programs you know what i mean yeah so it's hard to bring it all together different things to yeah. it in yeah. different parts of it which is yeah that's kind of business yeah i guess yeah. it is yeah yeah it's fun though yeah so i thought the case on was the evaluation was good but that was fun the evaluation the case we did on the resort we're valuing it putting like a price tag on oh, it oh right yeah mm. yeah those ones are always we'll put a price tag on it <laughs> oh, that's cool yeah. so grads you're looking at grad school too uh grad oh. school not particularly um <laughs> I uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I actually well my the international business professor who inspired my idea initially in Australia Mm. he did reach out to me recently and asked me if I was considering grad school Um, he's looking for research students for a master's program and asked if if that's something I'm interested in 
stuff. They actually just brought it up yesterday, and I hadn't really seriously thought about it before yeah. he brought it up, but I really liked working with him while I was there, so I definitely want to look into it farther, but I, I don't see myself doing a master's at least right away. Mm. Uh, it may be something I come back and do later, Yeah. Um, but I'm keen to travel when I graduate, so mm -hmm. I hope that I can combine an opportunity with like a post-grad opportunity with traveling mm -hmm. I, otherwise I'll find a way to do it regardless <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah if I can work for a startup abroad yeah. uh, that would be the ideal situation that's cool and that would be back in Australia you could do that uh, Australia is definitely a place I want to go back to I, I, I have curiosity to experience new Fair countries enough. and new Fair cultures totally. I haven't experienced anything in Asia yet mm. uh, Southeast Asia would be a place I'd like China to Vietnam you what? Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Vietnam, Thailand. Yeah, that whole area is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'd be hard to make money at the same time, though. Yeah, like it definitely. Southeast Asia. I could see Europe getting, like, a start up there. Yeah. That'd be cool. But, I mean, to go to China or... Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to Hong China Kong. so bad. Yeah. China's cool. Well, not really. China's scary. <laughs> China scares <laughs> the crap out of me. I think the culture shock would be yeah. huge. I noticed Vietnam was ridiculous. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. 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 But I. But that's like something I really want to experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Traveling. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it, Curtis. I'll give it a try one day. <laughs> you know, kid doesn't like traveling. Not I mean, like traveling. I just feel like you have to put so much aside to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's yeah. worth it. It's like clicking pause or deleting some progress or momentum. But, uh, Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have a tough, personally, a tough mm -hmm. time. It's hard to find time for it. Yeah. And it's a lot of money, too. And I, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's fairly expensive. Depends where you go. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely depends where you go. Yeah. So I could see like backpacking Australia being extremely expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Backpacking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, flights in Australia are cheap relative to are they? Canadian prices. Flights like to Australia? Or, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. wait, wait a second. <laughs> no, getting to Australia. I actually saw an article lately saying that there's going to be a sale from January until April, I think, from Toronto to three different big cities in Australia, so Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne, it's going to be like $800 round, round trip. Really? Uh, or maybe that's one way. That sounds more like one way. Well, because it'd be a sweet deal even if it was one it way. Be, yep. Because it's what, like five it grand, that has to be four grand way. round trip? It was about 2500 when I went. Round trip? Round trip. Yeah, I guess yeah like, it would be a steal either way. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. It's like 800 round trip to Calgary. Like there's no, there's <laughs> absolutely no way. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that is one way. But I mean, that's still, that's a really good that's deal. Still a big sale. Yeah. Relative, like, where, where do you hear about all these niche sales? Like that's yeah, a very God, specific. I need to sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, uh, well, actually, a friend of mine from Australia like shared the post. Oh, okay. And that's how I saw it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, but no flights within Australia. I mean, you can go once you're there. Domestic flights are mm. typically two, three hundred dollars round trip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Super reasonable. Yeah. I feel like you need like. Australia's pretty big, isn't it? Like, you'd need to kind of fly around? I, yeah, you definitely need to fly. I, I would compare it to... I'd say it's, like, half of Canada. Where it's, I mean, it's yeah. big, but it's it's not... 
huge. I mean, it's pretty. Drive. It's like. Well, I've heard like driving through that country is extremely difficult. Yeah, they don't. They don't have the same. No. I mean, it's the desert in the middle. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just have no gas. You need to like carry gas with you (laughs) if you want to drive through the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, you have to. You have to plan it out, or you. Yeah, it's definitely a a place that you fly from one coast to another. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been to us. I think my parents. My parents are going to Australia like next year. Are they? Yeah. Tay oh, wants to go to Australia so actually. bad. Really? Yeah, that's like her one spot she really wants to go. It's really? Pretty mm-hmm. much as far as you can go from here. Like yeah. Opposite sides of the world. Pretty much. Yeah. And I think there's, and which is, it's neat because it's, uh, the culture is different, but it's, it's similar to Canada. It's not like a huge culture shock yeah. when you go. I mean, it's the same language, uh, same kind of hospitality mm-hmm. among people there. Uh, it's just they're a lot more laid back. Yeah. And to go that's to the beach is an everyday thing. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And there's deadly, a lot of deadly animals. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a huge <laughs> like. It's like definitely like a stereotype, I guess, of oh, totally. Australia. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was freaked out to go to come across spiders and poisonous snakes and all these yeah. things. But unless you're hiking in the middle of the rainforest, in the middle of nowhere, then yeah. you're, you're not bound to come across them. Fine. No. Did you see I, kangaroos? Yeah, uh, and you know I had this idea because of course with countries and places you've never been you have like an idea of what it's going to be like but yeah. you really don't know till you're there mm-hmm. i thought there you would see a kangaroo the same way you see like a deer here oh like yeah just like crossing <laughs> the street i, I, I kind of thought it was too to be <laughs> yeah honest. but yeah. but no i mean i only saw them either in like a sanctuary or um but unless or if we were like way outside of the city there might be yeah. a field of them like you would see a field of cows here yeah yeah kangaroos um, are, they're so weird yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Have you like seen like a video up close of those things where they're like mad? No. <laughs> it's the cre- it's the creepiest thing ever. They look like a person. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. <laughs> I can't say I got that close to an was, angry one. I haven't brought the box. <laughs> yeah. No, they they like yeah. box. I see where that comes from. Yeah, they're definitely jacked. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, right? They look jacked, and they look like people, like the way they stand. <laughs> So they look just like a jack dude. It's like a bro. And those huge tails. Yeah. <laughs> they just hop around. Yeah. They're weird animals. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I can do Australia. Yeah. Tay loves to hear that. Yeah. Tay will love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And if you go, you have to go for, you know, you can't just go for a week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta yeah, go for that. a month at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But. One day. Yeah. <laughs> One day. You'll go for one day? We'll go for one day. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to see it, we're going to get back. Yeah. <laughs> it takes three days of travel to get there, flying. Seven, seven day trip. Yeah. That's three days? That's like with two the time change yeah. too, right? Like the, my flight itinerary. Yeah, with the... Wow. That's the time difference. I guess my flight itinerary was 35 hours. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's like a lot. Two two days. But it's funny, on my way there, I left Canada on September 3rd, and when I connected in Vancouver, it was still September 3rd. <laughs> and then in the air, like crossing the ocean, September 4th happened, <laughs> and, but then the time difference, and then I landed on September 5th. So I like <coughs> skipped, skipped September day. 4th, yeah. 2017. That like, is weird. I've never cool. experienced it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that cool. is weird. Yeah. I've yeah. never lived. <laughs> yeah. 2016. It I've didn't never happen. Seen it before. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then coming funny. back, I like experienced the same day twice. Yeah, you yeah. just lived the same day for forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, huh? Long ass day. Yeah. Sitting in a big tube. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Wow. Should we cut it off here? I've got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think we covered quite a bit. No. Yeah. We covered quite a bit. Wow. You got anything you want to share? Any last minute plugs? And <laughs> hearing for all things you want to share? Get the word out? Um, I think we covered most of it, but I'll yeah. just, you know, uh, say again that anybody looking to help out, whether it's to volunteer uh, or if somebody listening to this podcast has hearing aids and would like to mm. donate them, I'm happy to to take them and give them to someone that needs them. So, awesome. But for anybody who doesn't have hearing aids and is just looking for an opportunity to volunteer and help out, uh, I can take as many as many that <laughs> will help. So Awesome. Yeah. We'll put all the necessary links in the description. Yep. Check that out. Definitely give a, See what Emma's a, up to. Insert, yes, Facebook page, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Facebook page and website. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having it's awesome me. to have it's you. Fun. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And thanks for listening. Till next time. See you later, guys.